On this week's episode of Top 5, we're going to put the first five Bon Jovi records against the first five Def Leppard records. Which do you like better? You'll find out our picks right after this. Welcome to Top 5 with Joey Casada. Starring Joey Casada. Team Jesus, my friend. No! Am I walking around, Paul? Co-starring Ernie Palooza. And the doctor, Tommy Snyder. Goddamn. Now here's your host, Joey Casada. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Top 5. I'm your host, Joey Casada. And I'm Tommy from Tommy and Gina. And it doesn't matter if we finish this podcast or not. Hmm, I see where you're going with that. Very clever. That must have taken you at least two weeks to come up with. At least. <laughs> so we're going to do something a little different today. We're going to do our, our first episode of our Versus series. So let me explain that, what, what we're going to do tonight. We're going to take the first five Bon Jovi records, and we're going to pit them against the f- first five Def Leppard records. Now, you ask, I, we're going to see which ones we like better. We're going to talk about each record. Now, we're going to pick one against one, two against two. We're not going to pick which ones we like across the board. We're going to see which ones we like going down in order against one another because obviously there's a couple stellar Def Leppard records. There's a couple stellar Bon Jovi records. Maybe there's a couple stinkers in the group too. What do you think? I think it's interesting the two people or the two groups you chose, how they both hit their peak at the same exact time with what number of albums they came out with. It's a weird coincidence. So I couldn't agree more as I was going through the, the albums for this episode. So many bands, you know, obviously their first record is usually a big, big record. You had your whole career to write that record. So it's, it's usually a lot of big hits on that first record. You know, the Zeppelin one, Kiss, the first Kiss record, stuff like that. But for these two bands, they probably they hit their stride around three and four, which is weird. Incredible albums. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> again, we're doctorless again. I don't think the doctor would have been good for this episode anyway. I can't imagine his attention span would have uh, lasted to talk about these 10 records that we're about to talk about. But he'll be back eventually. I don't think I'm going to be good for this episode. <laughs> Well, let's see. You know, we're going to dive right in. We're going to start with the first Bon Jovi record, self-titled Bon Jovi. What do you think of this record, Ern? Uh, okay, well, I do everything mathematical, so here we go. I rated good songs, average songs, bad songs. Uh, for this album, there was two good songs for me. Runaway and Shot Through the Heart, which was... Pretty interestingly put together. I don't think I've ever heard Shot Through the Heart before. And it's an interesting song. And it had one average song, um, Get Ready, which I yeah. believe was all the way at the end of the album. Um, Runaway is one of my dream karaoke tunes. <laughs> I know I, why. I know which part. <laughs> I think I could really nail down the end when he's falsettoing away. I don't know if that's a word, falsettoing. 
Can you can you just try to reenact what what would it be like? Let's see. Um. It actually, you know, what it reminds me of the end of "Come Out and uh, Come On and Dance" from Motley Crue. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> Weird how John Bon Jovi's falsetto is like Vince Neil's regular voice on the first Motley Crue record. <laughs> A lot of Bon Jovi, a lot of people um, always talk about how he's a wannabe Springsteen. Well, doing my, uh, what do you want to call it, research, turns out the song Runaway, the keyboard player, plays on all the old Springsteen albums. I did not know that. So what is the story behind the first Bon Jovi record? Did did any of the, the Bon Jovi band from the rest of the records play on that first record? I don't remember. No. Yeah, I don't no. even know. He didn't even have a band. That was him, um, a bunch of session musicians. That's how we ended up with one of Springsteen's guys. I thought I thought Samboro, I thought a couple of them appeared on that record. Maybe not the whole record, but I could be wrong. I don't believe so. So overall, what do you think of the record? Good record, bad record, just blah. Bad record. It's a stinker. Well, I'm not going to go that far. There's also a, there's a couple songs. I think I think she don't she don't know me might be the best song on the record, better than Runaway. I love that song. Uh, I love, obviously, Runaway's great. I don't really love Shot Through the Heart. It's okay. Burning for Love is good. Stuff like that. I, again, I think it's a it's a decent record. I think it gets downplayed a little bit too much by, oh, that's all it is is Runaway. That's not even really Bon Jovi. But I do agree that it's not a great record. It's definitely not one of their better records. That's for sure. You know, I'm looking at my notes now. I do see uh, I got average song for She Don't Know Me. I also noticed that um, it's the only song on the album that was kind of written um, by not Bon Jovi. I mean, it was Bon Jovi and somebody else, and, oh. which, I didn't write, which I didn't write down who it was, though. Yeah, that song always was catchy to me. I don't know. I don't know. Something about it I always liked. I, I could hear, like, the hints of later Bon Jovi in that song. One of the, maybe the, and Runaway a little bit, but. She Don't Know Me, the choruses and stuff really feel like one of the later Bon Jovi album songs. He must have really loved the words shot through the heart. <laughs> well, it turned it, he definitely used them uh, later on. It became a big hit, that's for sure. <laughs> How many people bought this album thinking it's that song? Oh, 100%. They're in Sam Goody's and they're looking on the back. Oh, there it is, shot through the heart right there. Let's get it. <laughs> Man. All right, and now, you know, Across the Pond, the first Def Leppard record, what was it, uh, On Through the Night, right? So, All right, well, um, yep, who talks first? Go ahead. All right, On Through the Night, 1980. So this is really far back. What's the first Bon Jovi, 82? 84. 84? But there is a Bon Jovi song even before the first album, and it happens to be on some Star Wars album. What's the song? Uh, I know R2-D2 is in the title. <laughs> That's all I remember. R2-D2 and Bon Jovi? I don't know. I think you're losing it, Ern. 
And his name isn't Bon Jovi. It's uh, John Bon Giovi. Yeah, um, his real name, right. With, with that, if you ever look up an old Star Wars album or an R2-D2 song, it is John Bon Jovi singing. Huh. Yeah. I, gotta, I will definitely research it. Bon Jovi and Star Wars, two of my favorite things. <laughs> All right, Def Leppard, here we go. Uh, uh, once again, I had two good songs. Um, Rock Brigade and then Hello, America. And three average songs, Wasted, It Don't Matter, and Rock Soft, which sounds real heavy for 1980, by the way, that, yep. that, that Rock Soft song. Um, that's, uh, that's all I got. Yeah, I got to tell you, th this album for me is a complete stinker. I agree. I had Rock, Brig Rock, Rock, Brig Rock Brigade, and It Don't Matter to me. Uh, it Don't Matter, same thing. Those are the only two that to me were even listenable. Yeah, I know the America coming to America and all that. It just see this album seems so forced. There's no hooks. It's it. I will tell you, you know, I I knew the early Def Leppard stuff, but you know, researching for this podcast, I hear a lot of Aerosmith in early Def Leppard. A lot of Aerosmith. A lot of way obviously way more guitar driven, Joe Perry type licks than later on where you know everything is a hook and a chorus and every section of every song has a monster hook the early Def Leppard almost the opposite completely guitar driven no hooks <laughs> I do like the sound that they have agreed but, but they didn't write any good songs <laughs> couldn't agree more and I it I weirdly Aerosmith is one of those bands to me it's one of those bands I always think that I should love and I never, ever go to put Aerosmith songs on. Aerosmith's sound, their swagger, everything about them, Steven Tyler's voice, Joe Perry's guitar playing, everything about them I should love, and something about them just never clicks for me. And that's kind of how I feel with these early Def Leppard records. They're very just blasé. Sound quality is great. Musicianship is real fun and, and really cool. No songs at all. Absolutely. All right. I mean, if you got to pick, these are this, the early stuff is the hardest stuff for me. If you got to pick which is the better record, the first Bon Jovi or the first Def Leppard? Oh, they, I'm the loser <laughs> between these, having to listen to these two albums. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it to Bon Jovi because of Runaway. I mean, that, that song is just, it's what pushes the, um, I really hate both albums, <laughs> but yeah, Runaway is is one of the one of the greatest Bon Jovi tunes. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm the same way. I have to give it to Bon Jovi because the two songs I like really like on the Bon Jovi album, I actually really like. Those are really two really good songs that I actually listen to. You know, every once in a while when I put it's in my like Bon Jovi mix and all that stuff. The Def Leppard songs never. Rock Brigade is the only song that's even really listenable, and it's it's not that good. So I, I'm with you. I give it to the first Bon Jovi record. But it was it was close. Yeah. Well, it's close because both records are weak. But the two, the few Bon Jovi songs that are good are very good. For me. I. All right, moving on. So now we got the second Bon Jovi record, 7800 degrees Fahrenheit, and the second Def Leppard record, High and Dry. I'll start off with this one. So 
7,800 degrees Fahrenheit to me is really one of the most underrated records of this time frame. This is still before Bon Jovi takes off. In and Out of Love was was a semi hit. I remember it being on U sixty eight. We used to watch it locally in in New York and stuff like that. I saw that video a lot. Uh, that song was a big song, but it never nothing ever really broke through. Stuff like Tokyo Road and Silent Night and Only Lonely. To me, these are monster monster songs. Love, love these songs. Really, the whole record I like. I think it's a very, very underrated record. What do you got? Uh, I don't definitely like it as much as you do. I got four good songs out of it. In, in and Out of Love, The Price of Love. Oh, Only Price of Love is great too, yeah. Price of Love is, is was, was a good song. Only Lonely and Silent Night. And one average song, um, Secret Dreams, which is a yep. song at the very end. It's okay. Um, uh, I, In and Out of Love should have been a hit. <laughs> um, the Seaside Heights video definitely is in my memory, U68. It's a good song. It's got a little of the uh, beautiful girls type of uh, feel at the very end with Van Halen. Very fun video. You know, again, this is the start of Bon Jovi becoming Bon Jovi. Agreed. All right, and on the other side, we got High and Dry, which is a, a pretty, you know, critically uh, acclaimed record. I think it, it, the most of the fan base, of, especially Def Leppard diehards, love this record. I don't love this record. I like it. There's a couple, you know, well, Bring It On The Heartbreak is in an absolute incredible song, incredible song. But there's not much else on there. Uh, I remember Me and My Wine was a video, I think, another video on U68 right around the same time, right? Not much else on this record that I really like. Um, Lady Strange is okay. There's a couple other songs. It's very listenable, the whole record. But you could tell they just don't have the hooks yet. They not, they're not writing big-time songs. They wrote Bring It On The Heartbreak, which is a big-time song, which really fits into the later Def Leppard records. But everything else is very mediocre. Bring It On The Heartbreak, um, you know. Can't, uh, you got a hold on me, Kansas City. It's a good one. 
<laughs> well, what do you? So let's start with the Bon Jovi record. What do you? Th- no, we talked about that. What do you think about the Def Leppard record? Oh, I like it uh much more than you do. I I came across six good songs, and me and my wine I couldn't even find on on the album. I remember being on the album when I was a kid, but I played it uh you know wherever wherever illegally I, th- I was listening to it. I th- I think it's on the record, right? Isn't that on this record? It, I don't know. I remember it when I was a kid on the record, but it wasn't on the uh, illegal YouTube. I was, was listening to it. <laughs> I mean, I definitely remember the video. It wasn't. It's not on the next record, that's for sure. Yeah, I think it's on this record. Maybe, maybe it's a B side or something. I I can't explain it. Which is but weird because that would be. Why is that the video then, right? That, that's a good point. <laughs> I got six good songs out of it. Uh, bringing on heartbreak, of course, but I also liked Let It Go. I liked another hit and run. I liked high and dry Saturday night. Nah. I, I thought you got me running was great. And switch six two five, which I shouldn't like because it's an instrumental. I like that too. And one average song on through the night, which probably should be on the other album for obvious title reasons. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen again, it's, it's way more listenable than the first record. It's a, it's a, it's a decent record, but it's all, Besides, you know, besides bringing on the heartbreak, it's all B sides. It's all album album filler stuff for me. There's no, there's nothing that I want to keep going back to. As an album, I don't mind listening to it, but I won't keep. I will not throw on one specific song. No, that's. I, I definitely liked it more than you, but it also goes back to my childhood. Yep. It, it was a record I had when I when I was younger. When I was really into the stuff. So I probably listened to it so many times and now it's deep in my long term. Sure, sure. All right. I mean, if you got to pick one, which one is the the stronger record? This was probably the easiest choice um, I'm getting today with Def Leppard. So you go go with High and Dry over 7,800? Yes. um, Matter of fact, my my math thing, it's the only one that flies ahead. Six good songs to four good songs. Yes. See, to me, I'm not, you're very obviously mathematical. I'm not about, there's six good songs on this and only two good songs on this because the two good songs can be better than all six of the good songs on this other record. So I'm not this way on this record because I think 7,800 Degrees actually has more good songs, but it's to me, it's just a better record. The Def Leppard record is very average. The this Bon Jovi record, which when I remember growing up, I always thought this was the first Bon Jovi record. I don't even I didn't know about the Runaway record. And yeah, I just I just love this record. I think it's an underrated '80s hard rock record. It's very, you know, it's 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 very Brian Adams. It's very in that vein. It hasn't turned into hair metal yet. It's still very Brian Adams, Rick Springfield, those singer songwriter type records. It feels like that to me. So the Bon Jovi songs are gooder, but I think the Def Leppard songs are bestest. <laughs> oh, well, you know my pick. My pick is 7,800. So I got two for Bon Jovi so far. You got one and one. Yeah. Now it's going to get interesting. These records coming up are monsters. We got the third Bon Jovi record, a little record called, called Slippery When Wet, and the third <laughs> Def Leppard record, called pyromania started off first let's start with uh you could start with bon jovi okay uh bon jovi slippery and wet 1986 u.s number one album all right here i go 
five good songs. You give love a bad name, living on a prayer, wanted dead or alive, raise your hands and never say goodbye. Two average songs. I know you're going to fight me with one of them. <laughs> Two average songs. I already, hate, I, I already hate everything yeah. you're saying. Go ahead. Let it rock. I found as an average song and I remember it loving it as a kid, but listening to it now, it wasn't really that great. And Wild in the Streets, which is the beginning of uh, Springsteen for me, by the way. He's, that's a Springsteen song. Yeah. Um, by the way, I, I Die For You sounds like it belongs on the first album for some reason. Did you say, did you say Never Say Goodbye in, in your good, your yeah, better songs? It's one of the five good okay. songs. And, and what about Without Love? You didn't say Without Love? That's just a bad song, you think? I did not like Without Love. Yeah, um, just so just so you can have fun with me. Here's the songs that I that I didn't like: "Social Disease," "Without Love," and "I'll Die for You." So you can have your fun because <laughs> I know you love this album. Yeah, I think this is one of the, it's. I think in my top. Did we pick the top five records? I think this was in my top five records of all time. It's it's just about flawless to me. I think it even you know every song can't be. Want a dead or alive, or living on a prayer? You need just some rocking songs, some some tracks to move the record along, and a song like "Let It Rock" to start the record. It's perfect. Yes, it's not the best song on the record, but it's a great beginner to a fabulous, fabulous record. This, yeah, I mean, "Let It Rock," you give love, living on a prayer, social disease, want a dead or alive, raise your hands without love, I die for you, never say goodbye, and wild in the streets. It's a it's it's a forgotten it's a hit. I don't know how, every song on this record on this record is is a smash hit to me. There's no no buffers, no filler, no dead air. I will listen to this back to front, front to back, random, anything you want to put it on. It's a great record. It's uh, millions of people agreed with you and disagreed with me. Yeah, well, I like those people. All right, so we'll, uh, all right, so obviously we both like this record. I love it. You sound like you like it. I don't like it as much as you do, but it's, it's one, as far as Bon Jovi goes, it is one of the two undisputed greatest albums. It's an, I mean, it's an incredible Man. record. What's the, what's the album sales of this record? You must have researched this. What are we looking I, at? It was incredible, but I didn't write it down. We got to be talking upwards of 20 million, right? Is that, we're talking something around that area? Yeah. Insane. Everybody, everybody owns one. <laughs> yeah. And give me your prediction of this record again. We bring this up every, every few podcasts. Tell us the story of when you first saw this record or heard this record. Well, Billy uh, bought it. We went home, listened to it. And I said, nobody's going to buy this album because it's for nobody. It's not heavy <laughs> enough for the guys. And it's too heavy for the girls. It, it's in an in-between state that where nobody's going to buy it. And it turned out instead, uh, everybody. Ended up both, yeah, you, you both hit that right on the head, Aaron. Good, Good prediction. It was the exact opposite. It was heavy enough for the guys and soft enough for the girls. <laughs> All 
All right, and on the other side, we we got another we got another big record on the other side. Def Leppard's Pyromania. Okay, I'll begin. Um, Def Leppard's Pyromania, which never hit number one. What did it reach? Two. Yep. What year? Are in eighty three, four. And truth be told, no album was going to hit number one in this time period. Well, why is that? <laughs> Thriller. Yep. It's almost not even fair. Well, don't say no album. If I remember correctly, Quiet Riot dethroned Thriller and moved ahead of Pyromania at the same time, didn't they? Yep. Which is so. ins- which? Looking back is <laughs> mind boggling. Uh, well, that that was later, though. Yeah. All right, uh, Pyromania. I got six good songs out of this one: Rock, Rock Till You Drop, Photograph, Stage Fright. Foolin', Rock of Ages, and, and I point this one out at end, because when I was younger, this song was all over the radio, and now it's like a forgotten song, Too Late for Love. Oh, love that song. Totally forgotten. Agreed. and two average and i got six i like from the def leppard but no average all the other def leppard leopard songs on this album are not good to me agreed I yeah i i'm kind of with you on the obviously the def leppard songs that are good on this record are blown away good it's they're insanely good photograph fool and like you said too late for love is one of the most underrated Def Leppard songs ever that people never talk about. Rock of Ages. Uh, all of those songs are, you know, songs for the ages, if you will. But the other, some of the other stuff on this record, it it's falls into the category of the other Def Leppard records for me. Complete filler, no song uh, structure, just blasé, nothing. There's no hooks, no nothing. Cool guitar playing, cool drumming, cool everything you know i i like uh joe elliott's voice but just filler songs and to me slippery when wet had no filler all hits and you're talking about die hard the hunter coming under fire yeah i mean they're okay <laughs> they're songs that could be on the first two def leppard records easiest action. way to describe them action not words and billy's got a gun yep all when was the last time you just put those songs on oh no forget about it and honestly even as a full record just listening to this record all the way through i can't i have to skip songs i don't listen to this record all the way through ever all right you got to pick what are you picking this was truly a tie the Def leopard six songs the bon jovi's five good songs and two average songs <sighs> I, I, it's truly a tie I, come I'm, on I'm, 
I can't I can't leave it as high. Pick one, you son of a bitch. I'm gonna go with the Pyromania for six Ooh. good songs. So straight math mathematics is what where you're going. Yeah, you know me. Yeah, I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. Pyromania is an absolute wonderful record, but there's too much filler on it for me. There's too many songs I don't like where slippery nothing was beating slippery when wet in this category because it's such a it's almost a perfect record to me like i said so i gotta go slippery i know i know i'm boring i've been i went through i'm three for three for the bon jovi records the first one was really the only one that was close these last two not even close for me all right moving on to the fourth slot we got we're on other sides of the fence you got that right The other side of the fence is now number four. We got New Jersey from Bon Jovi and a little album called Hysteria from Def Leppard. Both number one albums, by the way. Same year? No, right? Hysteria was 87? Yeah. And what's what's New Jersey, 88? Yeah. So Hysteria was more really battling with Slippery maybe, right, at the time? Yeah. Um, this is this is when the years start to catch up because Def Leppard took so long in between these last two records, right? Uh, yeah, Def. Well, they had they had uh, uh, health issues. Right. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, but it was. Lose, but lose, they also right. had. They also had a Mutt Lang issue too. I think they had a a producer issue. <laughs> I, I can imagine, of course. I got a, right. a funny story. A funny story about the um, hysteria when the guy lost his um arm, the drummer. Yep. Um, I think the singer of Def Leppard was in the um was in the emergency room talking to him and the drummer told him, I still want to play drums. And the singer said, yeah, sure. Okay. Agreed with him thinking right. it was, it was the drugs talking. <laughs> <laughs> if I remember the story correctly too, they actually, re- if I could be wrong, I think they reattached his arm and they thought they saved it and then it didn't take it wind up, you know, you know, getting gangrene and stuff, and they they couldn't save it anymore, and they had to take it back off. I don't I don't remember that, but it's certainly possible. Sure. Yeah, I think I remember that because they found the arm at the crash site, and they reattached it, and it, it, they weren't able to save it. Crazy. All right, start off. Let's start with uh, New Jersey. Five good songs. <laughs> <laughs> Lay your hands on me. Bad Medicine, Born to Be My Baby, and Two Surprises. Um, these are both good. I, I, I consider both of these good songs. I'll Be There For You, which I remember not liking when it came out. I think I was up. Uh, I had Bon Jovi burnout or something. or just, it wasn't cool. <laughs> yeah, you were, I, a tough, you were a tough guy. That was too soft yeah. for you. I know. I remember I, the time. I, I was at that age where you weren't allowed to like that song. But hearing it late recently... It's a really good song, and it still sounds good. And here's my other surprise. There's a song on New Jersey that I've never heard before that I thought was great. Um, 99 in the Shade. Oh, great great song. You're leaving off a lot of good songs, Aaron. How about Stick to Your Guns? How about Blood on Blood, which is what maybe my favorite song on the record? Well, I can still remember when I was just a kid. Said, what you did. Well, it was me and 
like them. I, one average song, um, Living in Sin, I thought. I would point out, though, the pre-chorus for Bad Medicine is my absolute favorite Bon Jovi moment. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that's what you get for falling in love, that part? Yeah. Uh, it, it is beautiful sounding. It's incredible to me. It, it, it hits my brain in all the right spots perfectly. Yeah, I mean, my old my old producer used to say that some of these producers back then, what you just said, they would actually know how to to sonically trigger endorphins in your brain and in your body to have pleasure. They were that sonically gifted that they would know the notes and the arrangements of certain sonics to trigger that. And I agree. I mean, this is... You know, th there's a little bit more filler on this record. I think it's a longer record than uh, Slippery. But there is a couple, not filler filler, like Def Leppard filler, but there's a couple of songs that I don't keep going back to. Even A Living in Sin, which was a big hit for them. I remember being all over MTV. I don't go back to that song a lot. But songs like Stick to Your Guns, Blood on Blood is one of my, really it's one of my fa most favorite Bon Jovi songs in general, not just even from this record. Uh, while there's the wind, lay your hands, born to be my baby is incredible. I'll be there for you. These five words, Ernie, I swear to you. I mean, you don't get more poetic than this. It was much better than I remember it, really. It's, it's his, the songwriting and the maturity on this record is, is through the roof. It's, it's not as good as Slippery, but it's pretty damn good. A lot of Springsteen in the chorus of Born to Be My Baby. Sure. Yeah, I can, I can hear Springsteen sprinkled throughout all Bon Jovi stuff, and that's a compliment. That's a good thing. The way he says, um, um, was made to be your man, the way he says the word man. Yeah, yeah. He, he turns into Springsteen in, for an instant. Yeah. Yep. You're a man. <laughs> and this is still, you know, not to knock him now and later on in the records, Bon Jovi's still singing like early Bon Jovi here. He starts to change a little after this record, voice-wise and technique-wise. And, you know, not that it goes downhill, but it's, it's, it's almost like a different person. But great record. Now, this is, this is a big battle. This one might have been my hardest. We got Hysteria on the other side. Pretty damn big record. What do you hey, got? Well, Hysteria, um, when it came out initially, it wasn't selling at the beginning. Yeah. Um, there was two singles... They did both hit the top 40, but just made it. Woman and Animal just hit the top 40, and that's it. Hysteria was not selling. What was the first single? Woman, women or Woman or Animal? I don't remember I which was the first. Was the first single. Yeah. Then Women, and the third single, Pour Some Sugar On Me, obviously changed the world. But for a while, Hysteria looked like it was going to be a flop yeah. compared to Pyromania. And they spent a lot of money on that record. That was a make or break. They had to, they had to come. And you, you know, you're talking four years in between the records too. You're talking the music landscape is a different, different world. Now you're talking 83 when pyromania comes out and you know, all the, the rock bands are really just starting with the, with crew and quiet riot and that type of stuff. And now 87, the whole landscape, everyone, is and their mother is out. You got all the white lions and the Cinderellas and everyone and, and anyone doing this type of music. So they had to compete with hundreds of other bands 
doing this same style. But they took it to another level, especially, and I think it had a lot to do with poor Rick Allen's accident, creating that drum sound and that electronic type feel and Mutt Lang's over, over production on this record, it made it stick out almost too much, I think, at first with the overproduction of Animal and, and, and Woman that I think people were like, whoa, what the hell is this? And I think it wasn't until Pour Some Sugar came on and it was, it was a little bit more rock and it had a lot of that production value too, but that's when everyone went, oh, okay, this is still Def Leppard. Pour some sugar on me brought it to a whole new level. There was a lot of people that did not like Def Leppard that loved that song. Yeah. Don't even like hair metal that liked that song. Yeah. Ain't just incredible. Uh, I got seven good songs off the album. What do you got? Yeah. Women, Rocket, Animal, Pour Some Sugar on Me, Love Bites, Armageddon It, and Hysteria. And two and two average songs, Gods of War and Don't Shoot Shotgun. Yep. Side one of this album is probably the greatest album side in hair metal history. That's not bad. But I, yeah, but I don't know. Listen, I mean, listen to side one Woman, Rocket, Rocket Animal, Animal, or Some Sugar on Me, Love Bites, Armageddon. It is side yeah, one. They're all, I, I will give you that they're all, they're all great songs and they're all basically hits, but some are definitely stronger than the other. I mean, Rocket's okay. It's it's a good song, but it's it's not phenomenal. Even even women, it's it's good. I understand why they weren't big hits at first. Women is probably the weakest. I agree, but I like Rocket. Hysteria might be my favorite song on the on the whole record. I love that song. that's on side two it's a yep love it love that song yeah i mean overall great record i i think you know you almost hit it on the nose where you said well a lot of people who like pour some sugar on me don't even like def leppard and i think that's that's an issue with this record too and maybe even def leppard moving forward as great as pyromania was they were still a rock band at that point they were still you know, the commercial version of Aerosmith. They were writing singles, but they were still edgy a little bit. This album took polished that edge right off. They smoothed it over. There was no rough edges anymore. This became pure commercial success, you know, across the gamut, genres. There was no more limitation with this is a rock album, this is a hair metal album. This was just a hit record across the if you liked michael jackson and madonna you like this record too i still hear a, a little acdc in the pyromania yeah ACDC is gone on this album There's perfectly said yep per and a lot a lot had to do with the production and the then the, and and or the drum production but you're right there was it was no there's no more riff oriented songs 
it's all hooks and pr- overproduction cr- hooks that and, and that's what made the songs even become songs there's no there's no real riffs no I, it's incredible that to look back and you're right though all right i think i know your answer what do you got what do you pick uh this was this was not hard at all. this was def leppard uh by a lot for me I got to tell you, this this one was my hardest one. But just because, to me, just because of the overall strength of the record straight through, where I hate to say it again, Def Leppard has some fillers on this record, Run Riot, Don't, uh, don't Shoot Shotgun, all that stuff. It's filler. I don't listen to it. I never, ever, ever want to listen to Hysteria back to front. I love the hits and I love the other big songs that I really like. But as a record, I don't listen to this record either on shuffle or straight through. I'll always skip it, skip it. Uh, New Jersey, I can listen to straight through and really enjoy it. Love it. I got to go Jovi again. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I'm, 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 really, I'm really shocked uh, of your love of Blood on Blood which I have on my the bad song list. You better go listen to it again. Never. <laughs> it's again it's a great song too cuz I remember me and my friends used you know it was it was talking about your friends growing up and it was just a lot of that stuff hit home for me as as a kid and it was just a very friendship oriented song I just loved. I loved the drums and the the melody and the feel of that song. Yeah, just something about that song I always loved. All right, you're bringing a tear to my eye. I like that. <laughs> All right, we got one more record. Now this this this, this might have been a, this is a tough one too because I, neither of these records to me are great. But we're going to go with Keep the Faith for Bon Jovi and Adrenalize for Def Leppard. Yep. <laughs> Start um, us off. Okay, well um I'm not going to give away my choice yet, but once again this was a very close one too. Um, same year, 1992, both albums. They caught up. Um, okay, the um, the Bon Jovi record is very top-heavy. Five good songs, and they're the first five songs on the album. Yeah. Um, after, after those five songs, I really don't like... I don't like anything after Better Roses. But I do like I Believe. I like Keep the Faith. I like I Sleep When I'm Dead. Yeah. In his arms and bed of roses. Although I have to say bed of roses seems to be kind of like a uh everything I do, I do it for you song. Yep, agreed. And in these arms sounds a lot like you two. Oh, in these arms is a great song. It's such a good song. And I would give anything my blood, my I, I don't mean that as a as a as an insult. <laughs> I know you think we we don't like you two. Yeah, I was just gonna say when you said when you compare something to you two to me, you're insulting them. <laughs> I, I sound, it sounds like it, I didn't mean it as an insult, but I, it does sound like you two to me in these arms. 
Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, this is when things are different now. Lance, music landscape is different. I remember seeing this, the first video, Keep the Faith, and being very disappointed. Not only in the song, but Bon Jovi cut his hair, and he looked, you know, he had this big quaff going on. It was just, it was a different time for the music industry in general. You're talking 92, so by the time the song started coming out, you're talking late 92, it's like, all right, I get it. But then when I heard... In these arms and bed of roses, I said, "Okay, this is Bon. This is still Bon Jovi." I thought they really were going to try to change their sound. Songs like "If I Was Your Mother," I really like, but it's it's so different for Bon Jovi. But songs like "Dry Country," "Dry County," and uh, I believe all that stuff is is classic Bon Jovi. It's not a great record. It's not. It's Bon Jovi experimenting a little to see where they fit in this new landscape, but. When they go back to their roots, like Dry County and and Bed of Roses and In Indy's Arms, it's still great, great, great Bon Jovi hit songs after hit songs. It doesn't matter what generation was listening to it. Not a number one album. What did it reach? Five. Yeah. The, you know, t again, times are very different. This is, you know, New Jersey was what, 88 we said? gotta look uh yeah so four years it took bon jovi to release another record now i know they did a lot of touring on new jersey i saw i saw new jersey i saw the slippery and wet tour but it's surprising bon jovi doesn't get another record out in 89 or 90 because i think that if they do they have another number one record but because it's two years later and now things are starting to change a little bit people are like you said too it's not cool to like bon jovi anymore well, he did do something right in the middle, though. Blaze oh, his, that's right. I forgot. You're so right. Which was, was that a number one record, Ern? I didn't look it up, but the song was number one. Yeah, that's a big, that was a pretty good record, too. And and the Richie Sambora record released around the same time, Stranger in, the, Stranger in This Town, is one of my favorite Bon Jovi records, period. Amazing record. Both two, the two, first two Richie Sambora solo records, that and undiscovered soul i think it's called the second record is is more of an acoustic record but it's it's just as good i know you always love those records but yeah. do you really think the, the most of the world would really like that stuff no probably not it's i think it's a it's definitely not as hit oriented as these bon jovi records but it's it's an acquired taste but i, I really enjoy them i love richie's voice i love his songwriting all right uh, and on the other side we got adrenalize like you said, 92, Def Leppard is sticking more with the Hysteria sound now. They're still very overproduced. I don't think this is a... Is this a Mutt Lighting album? I don't know. I don't it is a number one album, though. It, did Adrenalize hit number one? Yeah. Yep. Wow. All right, talk about Adrenalize. All right. Uh, I've never listened to this album before. Matter of fact, I don't think I've ever listened to Keep the Faith before all the way through as well. How is this a number one record? It really is? It went to number one. Yep. Um, I got four good songs out of it. And that's surprising because one of the songs I don't like was the hit single. But the songs I like, Let's Get Rocked, Make Love Like a Man, I Want to Touch You, which I've never even heard before, I like. And now this song I don't think I've ever heard before, I love, is this Heaven Is song. Yeah. R really good song. 
However, there was enough, there's a hit single on this album, um, Have You Ever Needed Someone So Bad? I didn't like it. I mean, I like it, but it's, you know, I guess that's why it's number one, right? Or the just the strength of Hysteria is still carrying over to the general public and, and they buy this record. But wow, yeah, when yeah, I guess when you name all the songs on this record, it was I guess it was a pretty big record still. But I don't remember at the time it feeling like a big record. I feel like it was a big letdown, but I guess almost anything after Hysteria is a letdown, right? It's a more pop. It's it's even less what you talk about riff oriented. I hear even less rock yeah. and more pop on this album than Hysteria. Yeah, they're, they're really going pop on this album. But that Heaven Is song, wow, <laughs> what what a nice little surprise that I've yeah, never I yeah, I I like that song again. I, obviously, the, the few hits I like. Uh, have you ever needed someone so bad? I I. I yeah, I think they're all really good songs. I think Def Leppard gets almost a little too cute on this record, even Let's Get Rocked. They're trying to recreate a Pour Some Sugar. They're trying to recreate that. And I I get it. And, I, you know, sometimes I wonder, I, I would have to look up the stats, but did this reach number one just from the strength of Hysteria? Well, like, did it ship number one? And as soon as it came out, it was number one? Or did it flop and then a couple of these singles brought it to number one? That That's always a good test to me because sometimes when a band releases a number one record right away, it's not because that record is good. It's because the last record was so good. I have a feeling it, it was instantly number one. Yeah. So if it was instantly number one, it had nothing to do with the merits of this record. There was Nobody even knew what this record sounded like. Everyone just bought it, right? Well, I remember Let's Get Rocked. Everybody was excited that this they Def Leppard finally has a new song out. Yep. Before the album even came out. Yeah, this one was tough for me because I I don't love either one of these these records. I I just don't. What do you got on the, on these two? Uh, I was close, but I actually uh, gave this one to Bon Jovi. Interesting. The first five songs in a row just they're all good. Yeah, if if I had if we were allowed to pick ties, this would have been my only tie. I would have I would have given this a tie just because I don't can't listen to either record front to back. I think there's a lot of filler on both records, but if if I if I'm forced to choose just cuz I I like the songwriting from the big songs on the record that I love, I like the I like the Bon Jovi songs more. In these arms alone, to me, is a better song than all the songs on both records. So I'm five for five. I go Bon Jovi down down the list. If I match them up one against one and two against two, I go Bon Jovi down the list. Your picks were, you picked Bon Jovi number one. You picked bon the second, Jovi. third, and fourth Def Leppard record. And yep. then you picked the fifth Bon Jovi record. So you had the Bon Jovi bookends. Yep. We, uh, we definitely have no agreement in our musical taste at all. I agree. I like that. I'm right. You're wrong. 
Understood. Which, which reminds me, we did get a beautiful, beautiful email this week uh, from our good friend, Anthony. And he says about the doctor, that punk is too good for you guys. He's too busy playing softball and drinking his lukewarm natty lights. Uh, <laughs> said something. Then he talks about something about tax, taxpayer dollars. Outrageous, disrespectful, and unacceptable the way he treats you guys. I'm no longer his boy. Earn is getting my vote. My vote. I like this guy. Well, he and was a do- he was a doctor fan at first, which yeah. is insane. <laughs> and this is nobody we we like know from history. No, this is just a listener. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> But this was fun. I, I like this format. I like the versus episode. I know it takes a lot more to go into because we really have to dissect these records. But I really enjoyed it. Not only, again, I, I love doing this show. I say it all the time because we get to reminisce. We get to remind each other of things we did like or didn't like or maybe forgot about and go back and listen to. I enjoyed listening to these records again. Adrenalize was, if anything, the record that I forgot a little bit about. I always remember not loving the first two Def Leppard records. I always remember not loving the first Bon Jovi record, but I didn't remember I liked Adrenalize as much as I did. What about you? What did you take out of this? I've never heard the Keep the Faith album. I never heard Adrenalize album. So, as I said, the first half of Keep the Faith, I, I kind of like <laughs> the first half. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, again, listen, obviously, if, if we weren't going one for one, I could make, I mean, we can make a great five records. I go, if I make my top five out of these 10, I go Slippery, New Jersey, Pyromania, Hysteria, 7,800. That's a good five. I would take out 7,800 and put the um, high and dry. Interesting. Yeah, again, I you can't go wrong with a lot of these records, but the the it is funny how the first two records from these bands weren't the hits, and it was that third record that pushed them over the edge. Third and fourth record. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's it's it's a weird coincidence. Probably almost a hundred million records between the third and fourth records of both bands. Oh, forget about it. They they ruled the world at that time. Yeah. This was great. Guys, tell us what you think of these first five records. Whose first five do you like better? If you had to pick first five Bon Jovi's, first five Def Leppard's, which do you go with? And I'm curious if we do another Versus episode down the line, what other five records do we pit against each other? Do we put five movies against each other? Do we put the five Star Wars movies against the five Star Trek movies? Do we put the five Rocky movies against... You know, five De Niro movies. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll play with it. I think this is a fun way to twist things up a little bit and kind of talk about more things than just what we like. It's stuff we don't like, too. Normally, when we do our top five lists only, it's stuff we like. This turned out to be we talked about a lot of stuff we didn't like. I got a suggestion. How about first five Metallica albums against the first five Run DMC albums? <laughs> I, you know what I like, and I know people will laugh at this one. For, I I I put this I posted this on my Instagram page uh, maybe a year ago. 
the first five Twisted Sister albums against the first five Motley Crue albums. I know Crue, people think Crue was the bigger band. You dissect those records, I think you might be a little surprised. Interesting. This was a fun one. Send your messages to top five with Joey Casada at gmail.com. That's top five with Joey Casada at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of this topic, this versus type of uh, format. I think I, I really enjoyed it. My new book, Wrestling with Joey Licious, with Chris Jericho stepping on my face. When you when this episode airs, this will be officially available on Amazon. You can order it on Amazon.com. Type in Joey Casada or Joey Licious. This should come up. This is the second book. Uh, the first book went to number one on Amazon. Hopefully, this one will be number one as well. You could check that out, and you could buy top five merch on Amazon.com as well. Just top uh, type in Joey Casada or top five with Joey Casada, and everything should come up. Ernie, any last words? Nope. Uh, this was exhausting. <laughs> Ernie, just so everyone knows, Ernie's been prepping for this episode for about three weeks. I brought up this topic a couple weeks ago, and he's like, I can't, I, can't, I need some more preparation time. Oh, sitting around listening to these songs. <laughs> but you didn't, you like, you like, uh, keep the faith now. Yeah, I, I do. You're welcome. I like 99 in the shade too. I'll let you pick the next versus topic. That way I have to sit through, you know, 19, 1836 silent movies or something. <laughs> right? Sure. <laughs> All right, get out of here. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody.